0: Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. I'm Chris.
2: I'm Kim. And I'm
3: Lisa.
1: And we have a few things to talk about, and Kim will get us started because the majority of this presentation will be two inserts, and they will both be from me. So you're going to hear enough of my voice, so I'm (laughs) going to stop.
2: Okay, well, I just want to, first of all, thank everyone who came to our four free teleclasses over the last two convention weekends. We've had a lot of fun. It's been fun to share with all of you. And fun to share a lot of hopefully interesting and helpful information with everyone. It's been great. And we have enjoyed the opportunity. Certainly, we are going to have more classes in the future. And a couple of quick announcements that I would like to make about that. In late July, on the 27th, there's going to be a class. And that's a Thursday. And I haven't decided entirely or completely on the time yet but it's probably going to be 8 30 or 9 one of the two and our class is going to be about rest and relaxation with the alexa products looking forward to teaching that to all of you and certainly if there is time and there is room i may throw in some tips for google home as well because i know some of you who we talked to over this past weekend have both that's kind of fun and it's been fun to talk about a bit of that again this will be a free class And it's mostly going to be, as I said, on the Alexa products and how she can help you to grow calm and centered and just take a few moments out of your day to feel a little more calm and stress-free and just get into a peaceful zone. And we're also going to talk about ways she can help you to sleep, ways she can help you to relax, and ways she can help you to meditate. It's going to be fun, and I have a lot of goodies that I'm going to share with you in the process of doing that class. So that's going to be July 27th which is a Thursday. All the information about times, phone numbers, etc will be found on our teleclasses mailing list. That can be found by going to mysticaccess.com/teleclasses and there will be a link to that list in the show notes. If you need that link again, you can either rewind this or you can go to this podcast post and look in the show notes. So that's one cool thing that we're looking forward to. Another thing in terms of classes that will be coming up in September starting pretty early in September, we're going to have a six-week class on the WordPress platform, the WordPress.org platform specifically. So if you've ever thought about building a website as someone who is blind or has low vision, then this may be a class that will interest you. This is a paid class. It is, as I said, a six-week series, and I'm really looking forward to sharing a lot of goodies with you guys about WordPress, what it is, how it works, about the accessibility, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun It's already outlined. It's going to be very thorough. Now, this is not a class where we're actually going to build a website with you. Although, if you follow the steps in the class, it should give you a good ways toward getting started in either learning about whether or not this is something you even want to do, or in even starting your website adventure with the WordPress platform. Maybe even by the end of next week, we'll have all the info up on the website ready to go in terms of getting registered for that class guessing this is going to be in the 90 dollar range our last six week class was 89 and i'm thinking that's probably what this one is going to be as well please do stay tuned we're going to have that information up for you very soon and just so you're aware we at mystic access do not actually build wordpress websites we do offer one-on-one training if that's something that's of greater interest to you but we don't actually build sites for you we can help you in showing you how to do things on your site, but we don't actually do it ourselves. We can make recommendations, though. Just a note about that, and if you are interested in learning more about this class, stay tuned. By the time that the next podcast comes out, certainly, we will have all the information up. It will give you plenty of time to pre-register for the class. All sessions will be recorded, so if you can't come live, they will be available to you. And we will have a discussion group available for registrants of the class as well
3: because we've had such favorable responses to our teleclasses both the free and the paid ones we do have more of them in the pipeline so please stay tuned and we'll be talking about those as soon as we have the information in a format that's firm enough that we can discuss it we do have other changes these are very good changes and we're back again to Kim, because she has been working with a lot of these and can explain this one to you.
2: Yeah, we've had an issue in our shopping cart since launch in May, where it's been more difficult to delete items from the cart that you don't necessarily want in there it's been showing up as a times button like a multiplication symbol that is now fixed yay we're so excited it now says remove so if you want to remove an item from your cart it's much more easy it's much more intuitive to do so we're very happy about that and excited to have that no longer be an issue we still have some other things behind the scenes that we're working to get all the kinks out of We're almost there and things are much, much improved from where they were. So we're very happy about that. We also want to thank those of you who have taken the time to answer our polls. If you answered the previous poll about what do you think of the new mysticaccess.com website, if you are one of the people who was dissatisfied, unhappy, felt navigation was crazy and bizarre, especially if you were using a Mac or an iOS device to access our menus, I would encourage you to please consider visiting again on those devices and see if the experience is better for you. I've done quite a bit of work rearranging the menu and getting everything into a better, more accessible state for all platforms. And we've also changed themes. Hopefully that is going to make a significant difference. So if you have problems, it would be awesome if you could revisit And hopefully the process is much better. If you are someone who is still having a lot of problems navigating or moving around or finding what you want, please get in touch with us. We'd love to be able to help you and find out what's going on because your feedback helps make this thing better. So thank you for sharing with us. And for those of you who were very vocal in your dissatisfaction, thank you for sharing with us because that has helped us. If you were dissatisfied, I'd love for you to please check it out again. And see if it is a better experience for you. And let one of us know or let us all know. You can use the email address info at mysticaccess.com to get in touch with all of us. Or if you prefer, you can email me directly at kim at mysticaccess.com. That's K-I-M at mysticaccess.com. And we hope that your navigation experience is a better one. Last announcement that I know that I have to make is about our new Apple TV tutorial, which came out at the beginning of last week. It is eight hours. <laughs> Don't know how that happened. Things with me tend to go out of control, and they end up longer than I initially anticipate. So if you hear that's me say that's not something, out of control, that's thorough. <laughs> is that thorough? That's is, very uh, thorough. Is is that which what is that great. is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that then. <laughs> so, very happy to have that available for all of you. I hope it is worth the significant weight that many of you have made to make that part of your. Mystic Access Tutorials Library, so thanks for your patience. I hope those of you who have been kind enough to either pre-order or purchase in the last week are enjoying it and learning a lot. I certainly learned a lot in putting it together. I had to reset my Apple TV about eight times that week, and uh, it was fun. Not really, but it was worth it. So. Just a note about this, it is currently at an introductory price of $39. On August 1st, it will go up to its regular price of $49. So if you wish to get it at a $10 savings, you need to buy it before August 1st so that you can get that savings. If you are considering getting an Apple TV or if you want to learn more about what an Apple TV is and is not, if you're curious what you can do on it, how you can access things on it, this tutorial can really assist you in learning about that. And I also have some recommended resources in there towards the end that can assist you in furthering that knowledge even more. So hopefully you will enjoy the experience. And I did want to let you know that this is at an introductory price right now and will be going up on August 1st, 2017.
1: So the last day to get it at the $39 is technically July 31st. Yep.
2: So end of month equals end of introductory special. That's how you guys can remember
1: that. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
2: So it's been fun, and I will go ahead and let you all know that the next project that is going to be worked on is the Fire TV tutorial. That is next, and that is beginning this coming week. By the time you get this podcast, I will probably be hard at work on the Fire TV tutorial. So things are speeding along nicely here at M.A., and I'm happy to be sharing lots of new projects with you guys. It's fun, and hopefully this one will be interesting for you guys as well.
3: I will also be starting to record a tutorial this week, and we're going to keep wraps on that a little bit longer until we know for sure that that will pan out. I'm very excited. I've looked forward to having the opportunity to do this, and so... Hopefully, I will have some news coming up about that very soon.
2: Yeah, probably by the time we have our next podcast, Lisa can make her big reveal as to what she's up to in the recording studio. So that will be fun, and we're looking forward to spilling the beans on all that for all of you.
3: This is getting to be a very teasy podcast.
2: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, really,
3: some people get irritated by that. We're doing it to entice you to keep listening. Sometimes when we hesitate to say something, it's because we've learned sometimes the hard way. I mean, I talked about working on the Google Home tutorial, and then we had to scrap that project for a number of reasons and left some rather disappointed people. Sometimes it's wise to just take a more reserved wait-and-see attitude, and then once recording has started and it looks like the product that we're demonstrating isn't going to change every two days, then it's safe to say we're working on this. This is coming out soon.
2: Yes, and sometimes that pans out very well. When we were initially doing the Apple TV tutorial, there was an tvOS update about to come out. And had I done the tutorial at the time before that tvOS update came out, I would have had to have redone an entire new section to toss into the tutorial and quite a significant amount of information would have changed as well. So sometimes it's really worth the wait to... Get things where they need to be in order for you to record with them. Bear with us when we get teasy like that because we do have our reasons for it. There is a method to our madness. We are not trying to make you angry or frustrate you and say, what the heck are they doing? Just stay with us because hopefully the changes that will be made or the
1: new goodies that
2: are coming into play
1: will be worth the wait. And Kim wants to show us a little demonstration on her Amazon echo yeah
2: I love to I just want to let you guys know in case you're not aware that now you can use Sirius XM with your Alexa products and this is kind of cool it was a little bit tricky to set up I got some strange emails and things and had to verify a lot of things and then I kept getting verification emails it's a little touchy but once you get it set up it should work fine and reliably now you can get a free trial. At least I think you still can. (laughs) If you were not a Sirius or XM or Sirius XM user prior to now, you should be able to get a free trial. I had XM prior to the merger, and the merger's been, what, 10 years ago or something now?
1: Uh, Probably somewhere around there. Somewhere in
2: there. So I was an XM member years ago. I think I was in college when I got my XM for a birthday gift and loved it. And really wish this would have been available then because that would have been very cool. And I've canceled my subscription years ago, so I didn't think I was going to be able to get the trial, but I actually was. So if you did what I did and have canceled your subscription, you may still be able to access the trial. And I think it's a 30-day trial. So let me show you something cool that you can do here. I'm going to say, Alexa, play the blend on SiriusXM. The blend
0: from SiriusXM.
2: Here comes some Ed Sheeran. So if I were to say, Alexa, what is this? Alexa, what is this? This is the blend. So she'll tell you this is the blend? Alexa, play 90s on 9 on Sirius XM. 90s on 9 from Sirius XM so there's 90s on 9 now the other thing that you can do if you don't want to know the channel name or if you don't know the channel name you can say something like Alexa play channel 72 on Sirius XM
0: on Broadway from Sirius XM
2: and sometimes it takes a second as it did just then for your station to be in so you can Broadway use names. the Hi, channel name this is Peters. or gray.
4: the number the <laughs>
2: so here's something else Julie to note about this though which is kind a of interesting in Alexa. stop Today at new Alexa. On... stop there she goes so I was able to stop her but here's something interesting Generally with most things like Pandora or iHeart or TuneIn, if you tell her to play that, she will start back with the last station that you played. Sirius XM did this too, <clears throat> 30 days ago, when I got this trial. However, if I tell her now, Alexa, play Sirius XM.
0: Getting the last SiriusXM XM station you listened to, Spa.
2: She plays Spa. Why she plays Spa, I do not know. There must have been an update somewhere, so she always starts playing Spa, no matter what I last played.
1: Yeah, mine is stuck on the blend.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so I'm not sure when there was an update to mess with that, but she no longer does that reliably, and she'll do that with everything else, with TuneIn or Pandora or what have you, but she will not do it with SiriusXM now. Not sure what's up with that, Alexa. Alexa? stop that's just something that i want to share for those of you who don't know that service is available i don't know the best way to tell you to go there you'll probably need to go either onto the website on alexa.amazon.com or echo.amazon.com or into the app either android or ios scroll down to music books and videos i think it's called now and once you go in there you should see a link for sirius xm go in there and you should be able to find the information to link your account if you don't have an account, once again, you should be able to get a trial. At least I'm pretty sure it's still available. You will go on the SiriusXM website, set up your trial, and you don't have to actually enter any credit card information or anything, which is great. <laughs> and I assume that this is just going to stop because all the credit card information I have is out of date. Yay! So I don't think they can charge me for anything.
1: You can also contact uh, XM. SiriusXM- customer support, which is quite good. I have an unlimited Sirius radio that I've had since 2005. For some reason, I think it's earlier. But I also have attached to that account some form of streaming. And it was really confusing because I could get all access, which means every single channel, 150 of them, I believe, for $4 a month extra. So you're paying for that $4 a month for streaming. I remember when streaming was $15 a month. I had a conversation with the customer service rep. She sent me straight into what I could do and what I couldn't do. So, Again, if you have questions, contact them. They are very good. So It just
2: depends on how much you want those channels, I guess, in terms of what you want to do there. It's just another music service that you can use if it's something that you like. One thing I was laughing about this morning is you're not going to have the issue that I used to have where I would have the Antenna in my bedroom window, and depending on the time of year, if the leaves were falling in the fall, or you know it was too too many leaves in the summertime, or the trees were all butted out and full, all of a sudden you'd be listening to a song, and it would be your favorite song, of course. And it would go, <laughs> no yeah, it signal. Would
1: just, it would just yeah, it would just go away. No signal. No if signal. you move the end yeah, if you touch the antenna wire, you'd lose the signal. Yeah, don't touch the antenna my, either. In my case, yeah. uh, you know this is satellite stuff. Um, but it's not only a music service, you can get talk radio, you can get sports, Traffic. you can get old time radio, yep. weather, Bunch. whatever's on the SiriusXM service, you know, within reason, of course, unless you have all access, you should be able to get everything you want.
2: There's stuff in Spanish, you can get Latin hits, there's Canadian French, Francophone music. There's a lot available for you if you're interested in checking it out, finding out what's there. The website, you can use it. It's a little better than it used to be, actually, but finding a really good accessible channel guide might be a little tricky, but keep working at it. You might eventually find something Uh, you can use.
1: I actually found one, but I don't know how to get back to it. Oh, great. Thanks. (laughs)
2: That's
1: awesome.
3: Well, and
2: if you find one or
3: you get back to
2: us, (laughs) yeah,
3: please let us know because then we can pass it along to all of you.
2: Yeah, we can update our show notes and put it in there for y'all. So definitely let us know, but I wanted to show that and make y'all aware that that is now an option. If you want to add that to your mini ALEXA music services.
1: The next thing we wanted to talk about is a cool little utility called Stascom utility. This is one of those things that we will be inserting a 16 minute demonstration of the product, but I just wanted to get your guys feedback on what you like about it, what you don't like about it. If you find it useful, um, One of the things that I find really, really useful on it, there's three things actually. The first thing is the auto unmute. So if you accidentally mute yourself on your computer within probably a flat second, you will be unmuted. You can't like press your mute button and then, Oh, where'd my sound go? And then find your mute button. So what if you have a keyboard that has a mute button, but you don't know where it is, or you have one of those laptops with the bar across it, a touch bar, and you don't know where that mute button is, and you press it by mistake, this will unmute it. Another feature that I like too is the volume up and down. You get ascending and descending tones, and you can set a minimum volume level. So it can't go down past the minimum volume level that you set so that you're not lost without speech. And the final thing is a kind of a password generator. I really like the password generator. You just hit a hotkey, and it generates a password, and you can use it for online or whatever it's not a password manager but it generates the password
3: the one thing i like is that chris didn't steal my thunder and that's really a testament to all the features that are in this neat little utility one of my favorites is that You can set it to auto-maximize a screen. That may sound like a little thing. As a totally blind computer user, I don't even think to maximize my screen. When you don't maximize, some screens don't read properly. And so you really should. Sometimes I'll go round and round and I'll think, why isn't this reading? Why am I not seeing all the information I saw just two days ago? This sort of serves as my memory and will auto maximize the screen for me when I forget to do it.
2: I love that too, especially in Chrome. A lot of times I am wandering around and things look very different in a minimized screen than in a maximized screen. And it just makes a big difference because it's one less thing you have to think about and do. Ironically enough, my favorite feature of it or one of my favorite features is something that neither of you touched on, which is the fact that you can have it set to go off every 15 minutes or every half hour or every hour and tell you what time it is. I quite like that, especially on a day that I'm doing admin tasks. And I'm just curious. I'm not on with a client. I'm not recording. I'm just doing site-related things or emails or marketing or web copy or what have you. And it's really nice to kind of just get an idea, oh, it's 2 o'clock, and just kind of know where I am in the course of my day, because I don't know about you, too, but when I start doing a task, a lot of times I will get lost in a task. It's especially bad when I'm either recording or editing. It'll be 9 o'clock, and I'll look up, and it's 1 or 2, and I'll be like, oh, um, my whole day went away. So it's just something that kind of marks time for me, and it's very subtle. It's not a big clock striking in the background. It's just little sounds and you can have it be sounds and speech to tell you the time, or you can have it be just sounds. So it's cool. And I like it.
1: I think that it beeps three times for the hour, once for the quarter hour and twice for the half hour.
3: And they're very subtle. I really like that too. Or maybe you are working on a project, but you have an appointment at one. Yep. Just kind of being aware of that time passing can help you sort of manage that workflow or know how much time you've it, got to complete something.
1: Yeah, and it's not an annoying rooster.
3: Oh. No, it's yeah, definitely you not know, a rooster. For a while, when those clocks were all the rage, my favorite song was She'll Be Coming Around the Mountain because it had the line in it, oh, we'll kill the old red rooster when she comes. I yes. <laughs> I was never a fan
2: of that rooster.
3: Well, I got that it rooster than- on a plate with some mashed potatoes and stuffing and vegetables.
2: You guys had it better than I did though, because when I was in college, our college was across from farmland. So every morning about four o'clock, and remember this was, I was, you know, doing huge amounts of coursework during this time. I was a music major and a psychology major. So I was doing a lot of work and I uh, wouldn't get in bed. Oftentimes till you know, 12 or one o'clock in the morning. So about four, 4.30, no no later than five o'clock every morning. The roosters would begin to crow i made every kind of chicken dinner in my head in college that you could possibly imagine chicken and dumplings chicken and gravy fried chicken any kind of chicken chick-fil-a <laughs> uh,
3: you must have had an apartment because when i was in college it would have been like chicken and ramen ramen and chicken chicken with ramen
2: well, yeah, that too. And no, I did not have an apartment. I was on a first, I was on a ground floor dorm room. But the ramen, yes, the ramen happened immediately. But these were just in my head dishes, you know. They oh, were just, I They see. were just dishes I, I was see. dreaming about, you know. They weren't ah, things I actually could afford to make. Yes.
3: Or, or those dishes where you pound the chicken really thin. That would that oh, would have yes. been a very therapeutic please. dream.
2: Anything with <laughs> a mortar and pestle involving that uh-huh. chicken, I am all about. Yes, please. So that that's something I will always remember about my very unique college experience is waking up to the roosters.
1: Ugh. So how does a how does a talking clock get uh changed into uh killing chickens?
2: Well, because you
1: started it up with the rooster and I had we to mention can my do college it. experience.
3: We're just yeah. that
2: versatile here on the podcast. <laughs> that's right.
1: On that note, unless you guys have anything else to add about Saskam. Oh, Stascom, I do
2: have but... one thing to add real quick about Saskam that I forgot about. One of the things I think makes it so cool is just the really friendly setup experience. I think it's one of the nicest setup experiences I've ever seen in terms of an app. I love it. It's so easy. There's nothing left to the imagination. I think anybody can do it and not be intimidating. It reminds me a little bit of our podcasts and tutorials. It's friendly. It's laid back, and it tells you step by step how to do things. (laughs) So I and if you're feeling and if you're
3: feeling chicken, it's no big deal. See, <laughs> That's right. we did it, Chris. Awesome. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> it might be a little painful, but we got her done. Yeah,
5: there you
1: go. We are going to have a link to the website. It's a South Africa website. Yeah,
2: it's a so co.za. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so we're going to have that in our show notes so that you can check out this little program, should you wish. And... When I talked about it the other day on a certain mailing list, somebody asked what the price was. And I said, well, it's everybody's favorite price. It's free. So it's a free utility and it works really well. You basically set it and forget it. I mean, I installed it and just forget that it does what you want it to do because like Kim said, you go through the setup process and you're just, you're walked through everything basically anything that you might want to go and set you're asked for right then and there. So
2: Not all I, of it. There are a couple of things you'll probably want to go and configure afterwards, but you have that option at any time and it's just a couple of simple keystrokes. So it's very easy and it's very casual. So I think you'll enjoy the layout of the program and just how easy it is to maneuver.
1: Well, I kind of forgot cause I haven't installed it in probably about a year. Yeah. So I haven't had to reinstall it. So I, you know, But on that note, I think that we will drop in the 16-minute insert. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining me on this little demonstration of Stascom Utilities. This is a suite of utilities that was written to assist in specific tasks. There are a few reasons that I really like this utility and the main reason is if you accidentally mute your sound card it will automatically unmute it for you. If you have say one of those laptops that has a bar across the top and you accidentally hit the mute button or you accidentally hit the mute button on your keyboard or somebody mutes the keyboard, this utility will unmute the sound device. So I'm going to go to my desktop.
4: Desktop. Folder view list view. Stascom utility suite checked. 50 of 63.
1: I'm focused on Stascom utilities and is not running. When you install Stascom utilities, it walks you through a really nice easy to use setup wizard that sets up some preferences to maybe your liking so i'm going to press enter on this program and run it normally it will run by itself
6: stascom utility suite is active
1: and it told you in the microsoft david voice that stascom utilities was active there's no window there's no nothing that comes up It's just available for you. Now, I'm going to mute my sound card on purpose. So, I'm going to press the mute button on my keyboard.
6: Recovered from mute on speakers, Realtek High Definition Audio, at 10 hours, 36 minutes, and 14 seconds.
1: You heard it, unmute the sound device, and it was instant. Note, if you have a password at login, and you have this program starting up, and somebody mutes your speakers, your computer will still be muted until this program starts. So until you log in, your computer will be muted. If you do not have a password at startup, then your computer will start, and this program will load after your account logs in, and it will unmute your computer for you. So I'm gonna press Windows Control M and bring up a menu of commands or things that you can do within this utility program.
4: Program function dialog. Enter on desired function escape to cancel colon list box. One colon open user guide left parencio. One of 13.
1: And I'm going to hit the down arrow key.
4: Enter on desired function escape to cancel colon list box. Two colon generate summary report of current configuration left paren control plus windows plus F2 right paren. Two of 13.
1: For some reason it didn't read me that first hotkey so I'm going to go back up
4: one colon open user guide left paren control plus windows plus f1 right paren
1: and it said control plus windows plus f1 a lot of these commands use control and windows to activate such functions so i'm going to hit the down arrow key again
4: two colon generate summary report one more time three colon open configuration window left paren control plus windows plus f3 right paren
1: and we'll take a peek at that in a little bit
4: four colon unload program from memory for the current session left control plus windows plus f4 right paren
1: now this hotkey does not work under windows 10 so you would need to come into the menu here windows control m and down arrow to this option and press enter and that will unload it from memory maybe you actually do want to mute your sound card and you don't want this program to auto-unmute it. You can come in and unload it. Under Windows 10, the Windows Control F4 is a shortcut key that Microsoft took over to close a desktop. If you have multiple desktops running under Windows 10, that keyboard command takes precedence.
4: 5 colon display default audio device information left paren control plus Windows plus F5 right paren six colon generated password left paren control plus windows plus f6 right paren
1: I would kind of like this if you're in a password prompt and your website is asking you for a password you can press this hotkey and it will generate a random password for you now having said that it is not a password manager it just does what it says it generates a random password it would be up to you to save that random password either in a password manager or however you save your passwords. So again, it just randomly generates a password and I can show you that as well.
4: 7 colon calculate total amount of words for selected text left paren control plus windows plus F7 right paren.
1: And that's a pretty cool thing. You can select text and it can calculate the number of words of the selected text.
4: 8 colon, show list of Windows settings and programs left paren control plus Windows plus F8 right paren. 9 colon, reset program configuration to installation defaults.
1: And that one doesn't have a hotkey because you don't really want to waste a hotkey to reset to factory settings. So you come into this little menu here and you would reset to factory settings.
4: 10 colon, display program version information. 11 colon, contact program developer via email. 12 colon manually check for program update. 13 colon visit the developer's home page.
1: And of course that will load the developer's home page in your web browser and that's it. So let's go back up to the configuration utility.
4: One colon open Two colon generate summary. Three colon open configuration window left paren control plus windows plus F3 right paren.
1: Now if I was not in this menu, I could have done control windows F3 and it would have brought me into the configuration utility for Stascom utility. So I'm going to press enter.
4: Sound recovery options radio button checked. One of five.
1: So there are different categories and let's see what sound recovery options are. And I'm just going to press tab.
4: Stascom Configuration Options Dialog. Activate Button. Close Button. Sound Recovery Options Radio Button Checked. One of five. Activate Button. Alt plus A.
1: So let's press Enter on the Activate Button, and I just tabbed through to show you that really all we have is the Activate Button.
4: Sound Recovery Dialog. Automatically recover from mute or low volume colon enabled radio button checked. One of two.
1: Now I'm going 50. to press the down arrow key.
4: Automatically recover from mute or low volume colon disabled radio button checked. Two of two. So maybe you don't. Maybe Dialogue.
1: You, so maybe you don't want it to automatically recover from mute. I do because I think it's a very valuable feature.
4: Title is warning.
1: Let's see what it says.
4: Warning. Dialogue. Okay button. You have switched to the option to disable automated prevention of mute and low volume. Disabling this feature means that Stascom Utility Suite will be unable to prevent mute status and low volume on your default sound device. It is recommended that you leave this feature enabled. Press the quote OK quote button below to return to the configuration window.
1: So I'm going to press enter.
4: Sound recovery dialog. Preferred recovery volume level colon. Automatically recover from mute or low volume colon disabled radio button checked. Two of two.
1: So what it did was it prompted us with a dialogue box and I'm going to turn this feature back on. So I'm gonna hit the up arrow key.
4: Automatically recover from mute or low volume colon enabled radio button checked. One of two. 50.
1: And automatically recover from mute or low volume. So let's say for example, somebody sets your volume to 0% this can automatically put it at a specific volume if that happens. So it's another way that, say, a sighted person would mute your machine. Instead of muting it, they just turn the volume down all the way. Now, this isn't going to help if your speakers have a knob that controls the volume. So if a sighted person turns the volume down on your speakers, this won't be affected.
4: Change minimum allowed volume level button. Alt plus E.
1: So I can change the minimum allowed volume, and I'm going to skip that.
4: Preferred recovery volume level colon list box. 50, 10 of 20.
1: And you can change the preferred recovery volume. So if somebody set your volume to zero.
6: 1045.
1: And there's the clock from Stascom it made a little sound and it said 1045 because that's what I have it set to announce the time every 15 minutes or so so you get one little beep for the 15 minutes you get two beeps for the half hour and you get three beeps for the hour so you can actually turn off the voice if you don't want the voice announcement and it's just a little thing that says oh hello I'm here and it's now on the hour on the half hour or on the quarter hour
4: Apply button. And I can, Alt plus A.
1: And I can apply.
4: Stascom configuration options dialog. Activate button. Alt plus A.
1: But going back to the volume, if you want it to go to 50% or 25% or 75% or whatever, you would have changed it there before the clock decided to make its presence known. Close
4: button. Now Alt gonna, plus C.
1: Now I'm going to press enter on the close button. Requ- now, let's bring up the configuration manager again because I closed it and I'm going to do windows control F3. Stascom
4: configuration options dialog.
1: And I'm going to hit the down arrow key.
4: Day/night volume adjustment options radio button checked.
1: So you can 2F5. have volume adjustment depending on the time. So let's say for example, if you want your computer's volume to turn down at nine o'clock at night so that it's not pretty loud and turn up again at six in the morning, you can do that automatically.
4: Maximizing options, radio button checked. Three of five.
1: One really cool thing is you can maximize your window automatically. So when you open Internet Explorer, Firefox, Chrome, Notepad, Word, anything, it will automatically maximize your window.
4: Time announcement options, radio button checked. Four of five. And
1: here's where you can go in and change your time announcement options.
4: General options radio button checked. Five of five.
1: Here's general options, So let's take a peek in here real quick. And I'm gonna tab.
4: Activate button.
1: And press Enter.
4: General options dialogue. Select preferred SAPI-5 voice and speech parameters for STASCUM announcements button. Alt plus S.
1: That's self-explanatory. You can switch the voice if you have multiple voices. A lot of these settings are done when you configure your Stascom utilities. So I'm going to hit the tab key. Change personal
4: name to be used for Stascom messages button.
1: And I can change my name. So if I don't want it to call me Chris, I want it to call me something else. I can change that should I wish. And these are all buttons, so you press them.
4: Automatically check for updates when program starts colon enabled radio button checked. One of four.
1: And this is a radio button, it's enabled, and I'm gonna hit the down arrow key and let's see what happens.
4: Automatically check for updates when program starts colon disabled radio button checked. Two, automatically check for updates when program starts colon enabled radio button checked. One of four.
1: I'm not sure why it's saying one of four when there are only two options available. It might be JAWS not knowing how to count.
4: Hotkeys for inserting accented and other special characters, colon enabled radio button checked. Three of four.
1: So it must be for whatever reason, they look like they're in the same group or whatever, cause this is the third or the fourth radio button and this is enabled and we got the idea of what this was.
4: Apply button.
1: And we can apply. L plus
4: A. Select preferred SAPI 5 voice and speech parameters for Stascom.
1: And I'm going to just hit escape. Stascom configuration options dialog. Activate button. And I'm gonna hit escape, and I'm gonna hit escape again. Studio record. So I'm going to run Notepad really quickly.
4: Percent dot Untitled dash Notepad. Text editor edit. Edit.
1: I'm gonna pretend like I'm on the internet, and I'm creating a new account for a website, and I want Stascom to generate a password for me. I'm going to press Windows Control F6.
4: Password is colon dialogue. Generate a new password. Button.
1: Alt plus G. So if we didn't like that password for whatever reason, we could generate a new password.
4: Place the above password on Windows Clipboard and close this window. Button. Alt plus P.
1: And there's place this password on the Windows Clipboard and close the window, so I'm gonna do that.
4: Information dialog. Password placed on Clipboard. Be sure to back up this password in a secure database should you wish to use it for an online account. OK button.
1: And I'm going to press Enter.
4: Untitled dash notepad.
1: Now we're back in notepad, and I'm going to press Control V and see what password was generated. Pasted from clipboard.
4: Sixty tilde E-6T.
1: And there you go. It's one of those random passwords, and I'm not going to use it for anything, so I'm going to delete it. Blank. One more thing that I wanted to show you really quickly and that I think is neat about this program is the ability to control your volume just by using simple hotkeys of Windows Control up arrow or Windows Control down arrow and let's see what happens I'm going to press Windows Control down arrow and you hear the tones
6: Volume 20%.
1: And I have my volume set to 20%, so it will not let me go down to anything lower than 20%. This prevents me from lowering the volume to the point where I can't hear it. And again, this is one of those things that you set during startup. Your minimum volume would be machine specific, so maybe 20% on one machine is just fine where 10% on another machine or 5% on another machine would be better than your 20%. So it just gives you a way to not lose your volume. And I'm going to press Windows Control Up Arrow. And you can hear the volume getting louder. 100%.
6: 100%.
1: And the volume is at 100%, and the it clipped the microphone. That's why you heard those other beeps. So we're going to bring the volume back down. <laughs> and I did that rather quickly. So I hope you have enjoyed this little demonstration of Stascom Utilities. I hope you give it a try. It is a really neat program to work with, and it has saved me a few times on just the ability to have that auto-unmute feature. The website address for Stascom is S Sam, thanks for listening. Bye. We are back.
2: Hope you guys enjoyed that. It's just a fun little addition to your toolbox. So hopefully you'll find that fun and interesting.
1: The next thing I wanted to talk about is the ding dong, the doorbell's dead. Maybe.
2: Maybe. Okay. (laughs) Uh,
1: For those of you that have been following the podcast for a while, since July, at least of last year, and you decided, or you went back into the archives and listen to the previous episodes. There was an episode on the Skybell video doorbell. You replace your doorbell with this doorbell and it has a camera and a microphone and you can talk to people on the other side. So, you got that that barrier between you and that person. Plus, it can detect motion and record motion. So, if something happens outside, you have that. I Purchased one of those a year ago. On the back door, I needed a different solution because the back door did not have wires pre-ran to power a doorbell. So I had to check out an alternative option, which is Ring. And the reason I had to do this is because I bought one of those magnetic screen doors that you can walk through. Replace the storm door with that. So Kim thought, well, you wouldn't be able to hear somebody they could just walk into your house thought you know that's a good point at least with a storm door you can hear somebody physically open uh, the door yeah yes physically open the door this thing you couldn't so i needed a solution that would alert me if there was motion detected so i ended up getting a ring video doorbell because it ran on batteries there are some things that i like about the ring versus the sky bell and vice versa one of the things that sold me on ring see when i first got skybell if you listen to the previous podcast when i first got the skybell it had a feature that ring didn't have which was live viewing which means that you could sit in your house if you were curious if you heard sounds outside you could turn on the camera and you could see slash hear what was going on outside and of course it would be recorded ring actually added that feature The difference between Ring and Skybell now for me is that when somebody rings your bell and you answer it, Ring automatically puts you in two-way talk mode. Skybell puts you in one-way talk mode. So with Skybell, you actually have to do another step. You have to find that button, double tap and hold, and talk to the person. In my book, if I'm going to answer it, I want to talk to them. So that's one of the main reasons why that I switched. And there are more in the insert, but I just wanted to... Bring that one up. And we will link to
2: that episode in the show notes as well. So if you're interested in having more thorough exploration of Skybell and you want to kind of compare contrast for yourself, we'll link to that episode so you can get an idea.
1: I just want to say too that Skybell is a very good solution, very reliable. It works wonderfully. It never stopped working for me. It actually still works, and I'm gonna give it to my mother so she can have it. So we will drop in this insert. It's not a comprehensive thing but it will give you a taste of the Ring app both on iOS and Android. And also, I just installed the Windows 10 app and uh, it was interesting nonetheless, but you can actually get notifications and stuff through Windows 10. So if motion's detected, your screen reader would actually announce that notification or if somebody presses the bell, same thing. So having said that, I will drop in the insert and I'm not sure how long it is because it's currently being edited. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me on this discussion on the Ring video doorbell. As some of you may know, if you have listened to the podcast for a while or have delved into the archives of the podcast, on July 25th, 2016, we released a podcast on the Skybell HD video doorbell. The Skybell, for those that don't know, is a doorbell with a camera on it just like the Ring video doorbell. They have cameras on them, they have two-way communications, and I have recently switched from SkyBell to Ring and I will tell you why as we go through this little demonstration. I needed a doorbell that ran on battery as I didn't have wires that would power an existing doorbell. I also wanted one that detected motion as I just recently installed one of those magnetic screen doors. This is a screen that you can walk through and when you walk through it, it closes behind you. In this way one could leave the back door open and get lots of air and you walk through the screen your pets can actually exit or enter the house should they wish to, which makes that really convenient. So if you have a fenced-in yard and your dog needs to go out, your dog should be able to just go through the screen and come back in at his or her will. And I thought, well... If I have the back door open and really somebody could just walk in without any kind of knowledge because there's no door opening or closing or what have you. So even with a storm door, you would obviously hear the door open and close. With this screen, you would not. So I had one choice that I was aware of that got really good reviews and that from scouring the internet with podcasts and stuff like that, I knew that the Ring software was accessible from both an iOS and or an Android point of view. So I thought, well, I will...
5: 10.56 a.m.
1: And the Ring chime decided to make its appearance known, and that's what you just heard. You heard the Android device playing a chime for either the front door or the back door. So it interrupted my train of thought. But anyway
5: Swipe slowly to
1: unlock. okay off. we get it we get it I had one choice as I was saying and that was the ring doorbell because it had an option for battery power and I chose the ring two because it had a removable battery and the original ring that utilized a battery you would have to remove the doorbell With this one, you do not. You remove the faceplate and the battery is secured in. You pull the battery out, connect it to a micro USB cable, and you are on your way. Now let's talk a little bit about the differences and one of the main reasons why I actually replaced my SkyBell on the front door with another ring. One, I wanted one account for everything. So if I want a front door and a back door, I wanted one app to deal with for the front door and the back door not having to worry about oh is this the front doorbell then let's open skybell this is the back door let's open ring so that was kind of a deciding factor it's not the main reason but it was a deciding factor the next reason was the android accessibility of skybell i've been back and forth with skybell support and ask them to just label the buttons if they would label the buttons with the android app it would be accessible currently It is not. And the reason I say if they were to label, I know I can label the buttons myself, but that doesn't allow me to recommend it to Android users. Unless, of course, you want to label the buttons. And the main screen isn't too bad with unlabeled buttons because it's pretty easy to figure out. But once you get into settings, you really don't know where you are. Everything is an unlabeled button. The iOS app, as you will see in that July 25th, 2016 podcast, is accessible. It's very accessible. It always has been accessible with even voiceover hints. On Android, it is not. It is not I guess what I would call out-of-the-box accessibility. So for me, I never used the Android app. I always used it on iOS, iPad, iPhone, what have you, and it worked well. The final reason for me that I switched was this. When somebody presses your bell and or it detects motion, you can talk to the person via the phone app you can do that with both ring or skybell when you accept it on skybell one way communication opens which means that you can hear them they can't hear you but you can hear them so you have to find a button and then double tap and hold that will allow you to talk to the person and then when you're done talking you release so it's kind of like an intercom feature i Kind of understand why they did it that way because if you answer the button press, they're not hearing what's going on in your house until you say yes. But having said that, in my opinion, if you answer the bell via the phone, you want to talk to them. So Ring automatically puts you in two way mode. So when you answer it, you can just start talking and then have the conversation, two way conversation with. The individual on the other side of the door. That was a big deal for me and I never used that function in SkyBell because... AM. And there they go again. Motion. We'll get to you. We'll get to you. Those are the reasons why I switched. I will say I like the SkyBell app, Launch but so I also like the unlock. Ring app and the Ring app is accessible there are a lot of things a lot more things that you can do with the Ring app that you couldn't do with the Skybell app like for example you have for notifications in your timeline you have all rings motions live view so let's say for example you're trying to find an event and you have your motion detection is going off constantly but you're looking for a specific ring Or a specific button press. SkyBell calls it button press. Ring calls it ring. Which makes sense. You can filter that you only want to see rings in your list. Or you only want to see live views. Now you might be asking yourself, what's a live view? And back in July 2016, that was the deciding factor as to why I went with SkyBell versus ring. SkyBell actually had live view. So if you were curious what was going on outside of your door maybe you hear loud noises but you can't make them out with skybell you could turn on the live view the camera you can actually turn the camera and the audio on and see or hear what was going on outside the doorbell so you get a better clear picture or sound of what's going on ring did not have that feature So it's one of those things that you say, this is a deal breaker for me. Ring didn't have that feature. SkyBell did. Now both Ring and SkyBell have the live view feature. Both the Ring and SkyBell apps are accessible on iOS. On Android, SkyBell just needs some buttons labeled. I'm not quite sure on the Windows 10 or Mac apps for Ring as I haven't had enough time to play with them. Speaking of apps, Ring can run on the following platforms. iOS, Android, Windows 10, and Mac. I literally today just installed the Windows 10 and Mac apps. One neat thing that the Windows 10 app does is. New
6: notification from Ring Video Doorbell. Ring. There is motion at your back door.
1: That was not planned. The Windows 10 app gave me a notification telling me that there was motion at the back door. Due to the magic of audio editing, I will ring the back door.
6: New notification from Ring Video Doorbell. Ring. Bell, someone is at your back door.
1: So you probably heard the iPad make its little doorbell sound and the Windows 10 notification that said that somebody was at your back door. So I really want to figure out how to actually answer on the computer because I think during the workday it will be a very nice thing to be able to answer the bell or save the bell or get a recording of what's around the bell. Before we get into a quick overview of the iOS and Android apps, I just wanted to mention that there are other devices other than doorbells that Ring can work with. There is the Ring Chime and the Ring Chime Pro. These are two plug-in devices that you can use in place of your existing doorbell so maybe your house doesn't have an internal doorbell chime if you bought the rings you can buy the ring chime and then you can plug it into whatever outlet you want and when you get either motions or a button press you will know it'll be just like having an actual doorbell like it runs off your wi-fi the notifications are quite good and with the ring chime and the ring chime pro You can actually change two different sound effects so maybe you don't want that button press as your doorbell button or you don't want the chimes you know the wind chimes as your motion detection I think the wind chimes are quite nice so I will leave those the difference between the ring chime and ring chime pro is this the ring chime pro will extend your Wi-Fi for ring devices for example at my front door Sometimes my doorbell will fluctuate with the Wi-Fi signal strength that says that it's poor. The Ring Chime Pro will allow me to extend that range so that hopefully the doorbell signal strength won't be poor. One thing I will warn you before we begin. When you use the Ring app or you open the Ring app on an iOS device, if you're using the main speaker, it automatically Puts you on the handset, or the handset speaker. So your voiceover will be coming through the handset speaker. I'm going to unlock Podcasts. my iPad.
7: More options. Podcasts.
1: Heading. Open Ring.
7: Menu. Button. My devices. Heading. And the Ring app
1: is open. Button. My devices. Heading. We got a heading that says My Devices. Button. Ring doorbell. Back door. Owner. So it says ring doorbell, back door owner. And it says owner because you can share your ring doorbell with other users. Maybe you have a neighbor that is watching your house for the weekend and they have a ring. You can invite them to share your ring so that they can view your ring doorbell to make sure everything is safe and sound at your house. Ring doorbell, front door, owner. There's the front door. Chime, downstairs. There's a downstairs chime. Selected all button, and you can filter. So if you don't want to see in the list live views or motions, and you only want to focus on rings, you can change that. So if I flick to the right again, rings button, and press that, selected rings. Now I'm only
7: seeing the rings. Cell action star button, icon event front door. Cell action delete. Cell action share. Cell action star icon event check off back door missed ring. 7 slash 15 slash 17 11 a.m cell action delete ili- cell action share button cell action star button icon event check off what back door accepted ring
1: so as you can see I'm only seeing the rings and not the motion so if I go back up here ring door back door mode door bell typepe all button selected motion button
7: live view motion button selected right now if we select all select all selected, all cell actions delete button front door answered motion to date icon event check off sell action star button sell action share button sell action delete button front door answered motion today 9, 57 a.m. So if we double tap this front door done button Zero. 02 10% 100.0 volume what rewind what pause button
1: For whatever reason playing it back on the iPad unfortunately you're not going to be able to hear it so I have an insert with a conversation that I with a it wasn't really a conversation but it was a capture of two people coming and ringing the doorbell and you can hear them talking amongst themselves it'll give you an idea on how clear the microphone is one of the individuals was actually talking to somebody on the phone and you can kinda hear the fact that she was talking to a person fast forward delete share button so you can delete you can share Dimmed button so you can share it to your Google drive your photos emails whatever share button delete button delete I'm delete Th- this event will be deleted delete button and then I'm going to delete again now that event my devices. is now door, door, gone answered motion today words menu my
7: device button ring doorbell back door owner eleven o'clock ring doorbell front door owner
1: let's say I want to look at front door settings let's do that we're going to double tap real quick. Selected. Front door. In progress. Button. 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 Event history. There's event history. Device health. Device health. Linked chimes. Linked chimes. Button. 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 Motion settings. There's motion settings. Live view settings. Live view settings. Shared users. And shared users, so that's how you would invite somebody. Back button. Front door. So let's... Battery it says battery but it's not accessible at least not there so let's find that live where view, it button. is so there's live view that's how you can turn on the live view and see what's going on at the front door button live view button let's go to device health button partners partner
7: live motion setting button 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 linked chimes device health event Hiss. device health device health in progress firmware 1.9.36 back button device health Power power source battery.
1: So it says power source battery. You can run it either if you have a wired system or battery. Battery level 84%. So it's at 84%. Network. Signal strength okay. RSSI minus 65. So right now it's okay and not poor, which is good. Status online. And it says that it's online. Change Wi-Fi network button. Device details. And if I were to go further, it would show MAC address, serial number, and all that good stuff. Back button, back button so we're gonna go back. Back button,
7: front door, in button, back button, front door, device battery, button, ring alerts, ring alerts, motion alerts, motion alerts, switch button, off. So Tap to toggle settings. if
1: you notice, I'm in the main settings of my front door, and I can turn off and on ring alerts or motion alerts, which for my iOS and Android devices I actually have the motion alerts turned off because I don't really want to be bombarded with 300 notifications a day that you have to flip through and the chime I can hear just fine so for motion detection that's good but for rings and or for button presses I really want the notifications on the devices motion al- Ring alerts switch button on so mine are on Ring alerts. go back again my devices front
7: door answered motion today 10 10 my devices Head button ring doorbell back
1: door owner ring doorbell front door owner and i'm back into my device i just went to the top of the screen i'm flicking to the right chime downstairs and there's the downstairs chime so let's take a peek at that downstairs in button chime tones device health there's chime tones device health let's go into device health real quick device device health
7: in progress network Signal strength good. RSSI minus 57. Network name Smallville. Change Wi-Fi network. Device details.
1: And there's the device details:
7: MAC address, serial number, etc. Net. Signal strength. Network. Device health. Head. Back button. Device health. Network. Signal strength good. RSSI and minus 57. And there's
1: no power. There's no battery level. There's no nothing because it's plugged in. You can't have a battery for the chime. It's either plugged in or it's unplugged. De- back button. So we're gonna go back. Downstairs. In progress. And now I want to let you hear the chimes. Button, chime, t- dev- chime tones. Chime tones. Ringtone settings. Back button. Ringtone settings. Heading. So here are the ringtone settings. Selected. Rings. Button. Motions. Button. And we can switch it from rings to motions. Ring default.
7: Selected. Icon check mark off. Dimmed. Button. Ring
1: default. Ring default. And that's what it sounds like when somebody presses your bell. Selected. Icon check. Bats. Bats. You could have that, should you wish, play every time your. Somebody rings your bell. These tones don't affect the notifications that you get on your iOS or Android device. Just the plug-in Ring Chime and the Ring Chime Pro. Selected. Icon check mark. Off. Ring alert 2. Ring
7: alert 2. Selected. Ring alert 3. Ring alert 3. Carp. Carp. Selected. Flashback.
1: Flashback. I'm sure we've all heard that sound over the years on various TV shows and things like that. Selected. Ding dong. Ding dong.
7: Selected. Triangle. Triangle. selected icon check mark off Now I'm going to go back up to icon the icon, icon ring alert icon default tone icon check. Bats. icon check mark off dim ring default ring default
1: Now we're going to select motions motions button selected motions and then we are going to default motion I just want you to hear the default motion sound clearly default motion So it's a real nice wind chime sound. I'm gonna go back. Downstairs, in progress.
7: Go back again. My device's menu button.
1: And we are on the main screen. And I'm going to show you really quickly what the app looks like on an Android device. Okay Google.
5: Google. Double tap to activate Google Assistant. Hi, how can I help enlist?
1: Okay Google. Open ring.
5: wait please wait ring wait ring activate ring video recording and you'll still get 13 free days showing items one to six of 31 double tap to activate
1: i'm not quite sure what that's all about but it actually brings up a good point With SkyBell, you get two weeks of free video recording. With Ring, you get two months of video recording, but it is not free. It is, at the time of this recording, $3 a month per camera. If you have more than three cameras, your best bet would be to do the $100 a year or $10 a month for unlimited cameras. Now, having said that, this is another thing I forgot to mention, is that Ring not only has doorbells, but they have a stick-up cam, and they also have a flood cam, and both of those have two-way talk. Eleven
5: seventeen a.m.
1: And we're getting bombarded with motion notifications. So as you can, as you can see, that is why I turned it off on my phone. wait.
5: Landscape. Ring. Unlabeled button. Unlabeled button. Unlabeled button. This is the answer screen on Android.
1: It has unlabeled Unlabeled. buttons. These are the answer and and buttons.
5: Unlabeled button. Portrait. Ring. Wait. Wait. So now we are back. Ring. Wait. Ring. Showing items 1 to 6 of 31. Those are really the only unlabeled buttons
1: that I know of within the app. There might be a couple more. But once you know how to answer and end the phone call, or you can label those yourself. But let's take a peek at the app itself.
5: My devices. Ring. Navigate up. Settings. Unlabeled button. Back door.
1: That's the unlabeled button for the back door, so you know what that is.
5: Owner. Unlabeled button. Front door. Owner. Unlabeled button. Downstairs.
1: There's the downstairs chime.
5: Owner. Set up device. All. Rings.
1: And here's how you would filter. So let's change this to live view. So now it's only going to show us the live view.
5: Front door, July 15, 17, 12, 18 PM. Live view, in list. Back door, the 6th of July 17, 5:48 PM. Activate ring video recording, and you'll still get 13 free days out of list. Front, Front door, front door, start out of list. Double live view, motion. Let's go Rings. back to all. all.
1: We set that to all. Showing
5: items one to six of thirty-five. And
1: now it will change our list.
5: Front door today eleven oh nine a.m. Answered motion.
1: And there we are.
5: Double tap to activate my devices. Ring, navigate, settings. Let's
1: Double go into settings act- real quick.
5: Welcome to Ring Neighborhoods. Welcome to get alerts about suspicious activity in your area and help reduce crime in your neighborhood.
1: You can apparently share your recordings with other neighbors in your area that have ring.
5: Wait, explore, button, maybe later, button, ring, my devices, ring, settings, unlabeled button, front door, owner, unlabeled button, downstairs, owner, set up device, all, rings,
1: and it just went My back devices. to your main right. back door. your Tomorrow. main My area devices. when you answer a ring notification or a motion notification you have options you have accept and you have and your accept button becomes an end button because you're in two-way talk mode you can off your microphone or you can turn off the microphone on the outside and those are relatively accessible. Let me now insert a recording that the bell recorded from my front door. I did not answer it through the phone. I answered it physically at the doorbell and unfortunately the recording didn't record long enough to get my voice answering at the door but it was just enough to Get an idea. And one thing, I sent this video to my mother, and she said that the ring camera seemed to focus on their faces. So it got a very clear picture of their faces. So it probably has some kind of face detection in it. I know that their flood camera does. So without further ado, I'm going to insert the audio. <laughs>
3: there's a camera there too.
0: Uh, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. oh good morning, good morning. <laughs> my name's sam it's sandy this is kim and um
4: uh,
0: can i just share
1: if i had answered the door through the phone ipad what have you it would have recorded both ends of the conversation, and it would have stayed on as long as we were on, you know, talking, having the conversation. So if you need a record of something, you would have it. But because I didn't answer it, it times out after certain seconds or so. SkyBell would record for two minutes and then it would shut off. So I just wanted to show you a little peek in the different apps, the iOS app and the Android app, and show how accessible they really are. I hope you have enjoyed this little demonstration. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, you can email The team at info at mysticaxis.com, or you can email me directly at chris at mysticaxis.com, and I would be able to answer your questions should you have any regarding the two doorbells.
2: And we are back from that insert. And again, as I said previously, we will link to the Skybell episode as well so that you can have a little more of a comprehensive. Comparison between Ring and Skybell. We want to thank you all very much, as always, for joining us for our bi-weekly podcast. We appreciate you and are glad that you decided to check out what we had on offer
1: this time around. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.
0: The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. To contact us, please visit www.mysticaccess.com. Call us 716-543-3323 and press 2 to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at show at mysticaccesspodcast.com and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mysticaccess. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? please tell your friends and colleagues to visit us at www.mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy what you hear on our podcasts, feel free to leave us an iTunes rating and review. We certainly appreciate those. Also, you may feel free to use our podcasts in your own RSS feed. Just be sure that all of our contact information is left intact. Thanks for spreading the word, and thanks for listening. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode.